to the Zero Barriers Podcast. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Zero Barriers Podcast. Um, I am Eli, and I'm here for the second episode of the Zero Barriers Podcast. Um, thank you so much to everyone who tuned into the first episode. I honestly thought about 15 people would listen to it, and I didn't even think that those 15 people would listen to the whole thing. It turns out that as of a couple of, so it's now been a, almost two weeks since that first episode released and over 100 people had listened to it from start to finish based on what my podcast hosting app told me. So that is so awesome and I am so grateful. And so many people uh, reached out to me mostly on Instagram and just said like, I'm like your podcast is really cool or really interesting concepts and lots, lots of people wanted to get involved which is really great. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's awesome to hear that type of feedback. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. So thank you so much, guys. And hopefully, uh, you'll listen to future ones as well. Um, now, so yeah, the, the, the point at the, the schedule at the moment is to release one every couple of weeks, probably on a Wednesday morning. Um, and that, that will get released, um, yeah, so once every couple of weeks for the first few episodes, and then after that, I'll think about moving to a weekly basis. Uh, hopefully, I'll have the time, but probably for the first four or five, maybe even six episodes, it'll just be fortnightly, just while I um, build this up a bit and um, get um, get everything sorted, I suppose, and have all these guests lined up, um, because, uh, yeah... I did mention in the last episode that Charlie would be here for every second podcast, or every other podcast, I should say, so um, I did mention that in the, the first episode, so the other podcast will be me and another guest, and maybe now, every now and then I might just do a podcast by myself and see how that is, because that is something that, you know, it's scary to me, but... This, this whole podcast is all about putting yourself outside your comfort zone, you know. We are talking about anything and everything. There's Zero Barriers' podcast. It's unscripted and unedited. Anyway, before I go on any more of a tangent, um, I will introduce my guest today. Now, um, he's from halfway across the world, all the way in Wales, and... To be honest, he filled in, and he, and I'm I'm really thankful that he's um jumped on today because about four people pulled out last minute for this episode. Um, I had them lined up. I had several people lined up for the past like since probably Wednesday last week, and then each of them sort of pulled out, and I got a new one, and then the next person pulled out, and yeah, so um I'm a little bit annoyed about that, but <laughs> that's okay. Um. Because we have Blent here. Now, Blent, hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. And I'm really excited to talk about our topic. But before we get to that, do you want to just introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm Blent. And uh, Eli and I met a few years ago now, I think. It was on a Facebook group about football. And, yeah, the rest is history. Uh, we've been talking ever since. Yep. So uh, that's the way it is sometimes, online friendships and whatnot. It's a shame uh, we never actually got to meet up in um, person when I was over there. But uh, Yeah, I think I was in, in uni at the time and yeah, I had so many right. things going on. So Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I was too busy traveling, so... <laughs> exactly. Country to country. Um, but, uh, yeah. So... Um, just a couple of things before we start. Yeah, so Apple Podcasts and Spotify is where we're at. Um, I'm also thinking about uploading on YouTube and starting an Instagram. So, um, look for this space. And another thing, um, I've been asking my friends about life hacks at the moment. And I put it on my Instagram story. And it's something I want to introduce in future episodes. So uh, if you have a life hack, send me a life hack and I'll talk about it on the podcast because I would be really interested in what people consider to be their biggest life hacks. Um, and I brought, I brought this up in the last episode. I, I really am obsessed with the idea of a life hack. But anyway, today, 
for the second uh, episode of the Zero Barriers podcast and our first actual proper, I guess, topic topic because uh, the last episode was a introduction and a kind of brief overview of what this year has to offer, um, th- which means that, yeah, this, this episode is technically the first topic topic and we are discussing happiness. And we are going to be, uh, kind of delving deep into the question about, um, I guess, how does one define happiness? Because obviously, um, I personally think that happiness, um, means something to different people. But yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna talk about happiness and we're gonna delve into how one would define happiness and I guess, a few things, a few ideas surrounding happiness and questions that can be posed around it, but focusing on that big idea of happiness and how one defines it. Um, as I said, this is unedited, um, unscripted. I do have some key points in my head that I will bring up as we go. But um, I guess I'll start with you, Valent. Like, how, what, I guess, like, how, what is the happiest moment of your life? What, like, do you have a happiest moment that you can recall on right now? I can, off the top of my head. Uh, I was an only child to begin with, and I would always say to my parents, you know, I, I, I want a, a brother or sister just to, you know, do something with, uh, you know, play on the PlayStation or whatever. And when my brother was born in 2008, I mean, it was one of the happiest days of my life. I was like, finally have a brother, you know. Uh, we could play on FIFA or something and do this and do that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, now he's better than me and beats me and everything, but uh, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> how old's how old your brother, sorry? Uh, he's 13 now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, I... Go on, go uh, on, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's better than age gap, but, uh, you know, the, the older, older he's got, uh, we, we get on fine, and, you know, I do anything for him, and I'm sure you do the same. Yeah, and I think that kind of, like, siblings, siblings, I, I think are just awesome to have. I grew up with two older sisters. I always wanted a brother. Obviously, you can't always get what you want, but, uh, yeah. no, it's, it's definitely a very good and happy feeling, I suppose. Um, in terms of that, though, like, <laughs> what type of emotions are we talking about here? I guess, for me, it's like, Especially for like, I mean, I was the youngest, so I never experienced, um, siblings being born. However, um, it was a really great moment of my life, um, when my little niece was born because I never really had babies in my life that close to me. And then, um, August 2019, my little niece was born and, you know, she's, I literally tell people all the time, like, I'm not ashamed of saying, like, she's literally my best friend. Like, I love spending time with her. Um, you know, I'm always posting on, like, my social media with her, and, like, she's, she's my niece, I care about her so much, and, um, just the joy, I know it wasn't just me, it was all my family, but we were just so excited, and it was just, like, it, it just brings you up to another level, you know, it doesn't matter what you got going on in life at the time, the birth of someone, like, significant in your life can kind of bring those exciting feelings, um, I suppose, so, um, yeah, how old were you when you um when your little brother was born? I was nine at the time. You were nine, yeah. So obviously, yeah. like you wouldn't have been like completely um, you know, like you wouldn't understand your emotions completely at that time, I suppose, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's normal as well. I mean, especially when you're that age. Yeah, a hundred percent. Anyway, so leading into the the question of the day, I suppose the question of the podcast is um how one defines happiness. Now, the reason why I asked you asked you that question, um, Belen, is because um it's 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 um it's obviously like those feelings. It's it's, it's those events and those life, I guess yeah, life events and things that happen in your life that are happy that are exciting, that bring you joy, that are, at the end of the day, what happiness is. But um, I suppose, like, how would you, in your experience, like, describe what happiness is? In terms of just 
physical feeling, mental feeling, you know, this, I guess the way, like, if you're struggling to answer the question, just think about how you feel when you're rock bottom, and I, I find that a really easy emotion to describe, and then think of the opposite, opposite I suppose. So how would you define it? Oh, well, happiness, I mean, I guess you could say it, it does last, maybe a short time, a long time, and I know if I hit rock bottom, uh, there's always people I can fall back to, um, who know, I know will cheer me up, um, you know, like I said, there's my brother, there's my family, there's friends from uni and so on, and watching something, uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of things that, I guess I would say in terms of that, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing is as well, um, like psychologists, like they always, um, it's they always. I've I've read up a little bit about like the topic before, and um, I know for a fact that psychologists um say that happiness is something that is kind of broadly defined. Um, you know what makes one person happy might not make someone else happy um and at the end of the the day like you know i'm not sure about you but for some people the little things in life bring a lot of joy to people exactly a lot of happiness yeah well other people that those type of things it just doesn't happen like they need so much more they always want more um and I think that's kind of where greed and money come into things sometimes as well because you get people out there who, like, they can have what you and I might define as everything in the world, yet at the end of the day it's not enough for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, like, are you someone that finds, like, smaller things in life, like, that are, are normally the things that make you happy or is it, like bigger events is it like you know those significant times like your brother's birth or you know or can you just be like brought up by like a like a small gesture like someone saying you know you look nice today or you know Uh, yeah I think so yeah I mean if someone said like for example you know you look nice today or someone who's always um like struggled with self-confidence that can change my day can make my day even uh, so definitely the little things uh, can mean a lot so uh, I, I agree with what you said then absolutely um, yeah and I guess uh, like why why do you think it's so important as well for something like why do you think it's so important to feel happy because everyone wants to be happy at the end of the day but why like I, and I'm asking you why. Obviously, it seems like an obvious thing, but I'm going to come back to a question about why I think, you know, not being happy, like, not being happy all the time can be a good thing. So I want to know why you think happiness is important. And then I'm going to actually make a counterclaim as to why being happy might not be as important as what we think. I think that, I think happiness is the key to life. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the saying before, life's too short as it is, and I think happiness can change everything, it can mean everything. Um, like you said, something small that you can do for someone, just open the door for them. You might think, well, I only open the door for them, it doesn't mean much, but to that other person, it can mean a lot. So yeah, um, I think it's the key to life, and you know, like I said, life is too short as it is, and you know, it's easy for me to say, um, but you know, so, sitting around sulking and so on, uh, I think we always got to make the most of life and live every day as if it was our last. So that's why I think that happiness is 100% key to life. Yeah. Well, I think, like, uh, before I go into what I was going to say, do you think happiness is all that matters, in a sense? Like, is that the point in life? Because whether, whether you're, like, if you take away religion and spirituality and all of that and just look at life from start to end... Is the point of life to achieve as much happiness as possible? Hmm. I, th- I think it depends on who you ask. Um, yeah, it is for certain. Is granted, and and 
not every time of your life and will always be happy you know you will always be happy um so yes and no i think it, it depends who you ask um is happiness the 100 is it key to life i think i'm probably contradicting myself now from what i just said but you can't really expect to be happy all the time i, I don't think anyway yeah that's that's right um and i think that goes on to what I wanted to talk about um, here is I would raise the point that personally for me, um, this is just what I think, and maybe this is just because I'm a bit of an emotional person, but I obviously I love being happy. Happy is a great feeling. Um, every positive um, feeling associated with happiness, such as excitement, such as joy, just that rush, you know. It's like going on a water slide and you feel that adrenaline rush through your system and you just can't stop smiling or laughing and you kind of, you just kind of don't think about the fear in it. I mean, some people are scared of that kind of stuff and they don't enjoy those things. But for me, I love water parks. Roller coasters are another story. I absolutely hate roller coasters. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting, those... um those feelings associated with happiness and, and they're great and all, but at the end of the day, um, is it, I'm, I'm count, like my counterclaim here is that, um, it might not always be the best thing to be happy because, um, and going back to what I'm saying about being a highly emotional person is when I'm happy, um, and I'm up here, um, I, if I have a really good day and a, a really happy day and I'm up, up here and then the next day I have a crap day, I'm down here and I feel like I've hit rock bottom. Even though I'm not at rock bottom, it's just that I've fallen so hard. Do you get what I mean there? And Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like that's why I think personally being content is actually a better, a better way to be, a better way to live your average day. Like, you know... <laughs> if you had a 10 out of 10 day and then the next day is a 4, to be honest, I would rather have two 6 out of 10 days. Be and maybe that's just me, but I just think falling so far from the top, from being the absolute best and being a peak to the next day, just having an absolute shocker, just feels much worse in comparison. Um, I don't yeah. know if, if you would agree with me there, or... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like you said, you can have a 10 out of 10 day the next, and an average crappy day the following. Uh, but if you feel content, you know, at, at least you're satisfied. Um, maybe not necessarily happy, but satisfied. At least. I, I, I don't know, I mean, that's what I would say anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, it, the thing about being content, I suppose, com, compar, comparatively to, um, compared to, like, uh, happiness is, you know, content is just neutrality. Like, <laughs> the, the fact is, and I've spoken to a lot of people about this, is we're not going to be happy all the time. Um, we're going to have shit days. Everyone has shit days, right? Yeah. Like, if you can meet someone that's having 365 days in a year that are outstanding and amazing and, you know, I'll be very surprised because I don't know anyone like that. Um, you know, you meet people that are, that come across as happy all the time, but obviously you don't really know what's going on in their background and yeah. whatnot like that. Um, so I think like being content can actually be like, a really good spot to be instead of being happy because it's like, well, you know, you're not going to be falling to rock bottom. But then again, as I said, that's just me. That's just how I find it. Like, some people can have a really happy day or a really happy moment and then the next be really shit and then still be absolutely fine with that. Like, they can be like, oh, it's okay. It's just a bad day. Let's move on. Well, for me personally... If I have a really good day and then a really shit day, I just feel a lot worse for the shit day. While if I'm content and then the next day I have a shit day, you know, the fall isn't as bad, the drop isn't as bad. So, 
You know, do you get my counterclaim though about being happy? You know, like I obviously, no, absolutely. obviously, I'm not saying that happiness is a negative thing. I'm just saying, like, you could technically make the argument there that, um, you know, maybe neutrality and um contentness it could be a better place to be sometimes because yeah. you're not you're not going to fall so hard if you have a bad day um so yeah that that's just a, an interesting point of view on on happiness um which uh leads me into the next sort of talking point I'm I'm thinking of um and that is, um, what is the best way for someone to attain happiness? Um, I'll just start off with a little bit and then I'll, I'll, um, hand it to you. But, um, personally, I, th- I think this is obviously something that, um, differs from person to person. So what one person, like, this is breaching off the whole, what does one define as happiness? Um, this is kind of breaching off that a little bit, but um, attaining happiness, like how does one attain happiness um, and how should one attain happiness? I think it's definitely something that, um, that yeah, it, it differs from person to person. Some people are going to be, you know, um, like their, their um, point of view and how they... Um, like how they think the best way to attain happiness might be different to someone else. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about what I want in life in a minute, but what, what do you think is the best way to attain happiness? Just in general, like for the average person, how, what is the best way to attain happiness? Well, I only did a psychology, uh, module when I was in my final year of uni and uh, I'm glad I did because it helps me answering a question like this um, I think you accept the good you know you look at your life and you take stock of what's working and you know you don't push something away just because it isn't perfect I think you know to attain happiness when good things happen even the very little ones you let them in um, so that's that's one thing and it's quite a simple answer as well, and the next point I wanted to make. You be with others who make you smile. Uh, you know, and I, studies have shown, and I, I found this out on, on the module I was doing. We are happiest when we're with those who are also happy, because their energy rubs off on us, doesn't it? I'm sure uh, you can relate. And you, So you stick with yeah. those who are joyful and let it rub off on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's 100%... Um something that uh we should I, I i mean i love that last point you're going about sticking around people that um make you happy and that are happy um and i think this goes far like this is this can go far deeper where you can talk about different social groups and um who people hang around and um i know about you but like you know you okay let's let's talk about like emos for example I mean, I'm not saying emos are all depressed and sad and whatnot, but that is like a class of people that have personality traits and they act the same and they have the same moods. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, over here we call them eshes, but I think you guys call them shavs. Um you know, yeah, like yeah. skinheads with like uh, Nike TNs, and you know, they're a bit rough around the edges, like getting in pub fights. You know, those those kind of guys. I think you could attribute their moods probably quite similar as well. So, I mean, it, it's a bit off topic, but um, it's you know, it, it's interesting how what we uh, we kind of attract what we are, and um, we're also attracted to what we are as well. If that if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and I, I personally, I I've actually had people cut me out of my life before, like friends, and this actually hurts me to this day. And like I don't, I doubt they'd be listening. 
Um, but, you know, if they are, I'm a bit upset at them, at these particular people, but these were some of my considered close friends from high school. Um, and these people cut me out, um, they, they cut me out, quote unquote, because I was too depressed. That is what one of them told me. Um, yeah, that was, he, this person told me this via messenger, uh, probably, um, like, it would have been well over a year ago now, um, I think the last time I saw this person was, uh, January 2020, um, and after I spoke to them, um, I think they said I was too depressed, or it might have even been before that that they said I was too depressed. And I'd only seen them once since they told me that. But anyway, I am not a, a depressed person at all. Um, I had been in the past, but even then I was still happy. I was still having really good days. Um, and yeah, to have someone call out that and say something like, you know, your mood affects me. That's essentially what they're saying. And like, like I said, like, I don't think I've had depressed part, depressing parts of my life, but I, I'm not a depressed person, if that makes sense. And yeah. I think it's unfair to push someone away based on something like that. But, um, it, it goes to the point about just how much we actually value happiness because, you know, I, I, I would actually sometimes sympathize with that thought, like, I understand why, um, like, if I was actually, you know, always crying, which I wasn't, I know I don't cry, like, sometimes every now and then I do, we all cry, but, um, you know, if I was doing that every time I was around them and just bringing on negative feelings all the time, which I never was, then I'd understand, you know, like, that's someone that I'd maybe distance from for a while, tell them to get a bit of help, some therapy, um, start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not what I like. You know, that's what like I would be helpful about it. You know, I'm not saying I'm an amazing, perfect person, but you know what I mean. Like, if someone's yeah in that situation, um, and you know they come across quite depressed, just help them out and help them become more happier but um yeah i i like i said i would sympathize a little bit and i maybe distance myself a little bit if someone in my life was like that and um because you know i don't want to be around negative people all the time but uh yeah that's just uh something to think about it um it brings me to the point actually um i'm not sure if you've read the art uh the subtle art of not giving a fuck I've seen the book, yeah, I have. Yeah, but. yeah, it's definitely a good read. I I read it a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, and I honestly really like that book. Um, I found a lot of worth in it, and um, I was actually listening to a Mark Manson podcast today, actually, who's the author of that book, and um. He had like 1,300 people or something email them, email him about their experiences of 2020 and what they learnt and whatnot, which was a really cool podcast to listen to and something I would love to, you know, organize something like that myself. But, um, someone said, um, that, um, that, um, 2020 taught them that, um, glorify, like, that some friends are just, um, uh, I just, um, glorified acquaintances. So, um, that's an interesting thought. Mm. I know I'm going a bit off topic here, but, um, it's kind of going back to, you know, people that have maybe done me wrong or maybe someone in your life that's, you felt have done you wrong. Um, yeah, some, someone had this thought like, they just sent in a thought, and, you know, the biggest thing that 2020 taught me is that some friends are just glorified acquaintances, and I thought, damn, like, that really struck a chord with me, because it's like, you know, you might have so many people in your life, but at the end of the day, who's your real friend, so? Absolutely. 
But anyway, yes. um, if what 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 else do you want to um bring up here? Because I feel like I'm talking a bit at the moment, and I want to give you a voice, I suppose. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think one of the main things about happiness, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure you'd be thinking about it, can money buy happiness? Um, a lot of people, I mean, it depends who you ask. A lot of people will say yes, it can. So a lot of people say no, it can't. Ah, oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, do you want me to give you my answer and then... Uh, or do you have an answer for this? Uh, um, be my guest. I'm happy to hear what you think. Yeah, well, okay. So, I think that it can, <laughs> but... Okay, like, money will buy me a Ferrari, and in turn, a Ferrari is going to make me happy, right? Like, at least a little happier. Yeah. And I don't think... If I had, like... If I won $10 million tomorrow, I don't think it's going to drastically change the way I feel about um, how happy I am. I think it might for a couple months, maybe a couple years. After that, that feeling's going to wear off. So, look, I guess yes, but also no. Um, and also, I was reading an article the other day, and um, apparently, uh, lotto winners... I've found to be more depressed and less happy uh, after they win the lotto than before they win it. So there you go. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because, honestly, I always think, like, money would just change me and, like, you know, just having a little extra would be awesome. I could buy a house, set up my future, all of these anxieties and concerns about my future that I often worry about and that keep me up at night sometimes, um, those type of things would change with, like, $5 million even. So, I don't know. What do you think? Well, like you said, um, I think, yeah, okay, for a time being, it will make you happy, but it won't be prolonged. Um, I read, actually, um, it was on this website... um, called Visual Capitalist. Uh, take from that what you will. Um, in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in March this year, they said previous studies have indicated that while money can in fact buy happiness, um, it apparently costs $75,000 a year. So, uh... Okay, there you yeah. go. It's like, money will buy me happiness, but I'll have to pay for happiness. You know, like, should I have to pay for it? You know? Um, that's my counter-argument to them. Well, um, it's interesting because um, 75000 but think about people that, you know, I am someone, and I'll willingly admit, like, I see a psychologist at the moment, um, but I'm at a much better place now, and um, I'm sort of um, kind of almost finished off with those appointments, but um, look, like, I'll willingly admit, like, that's, that's something I do, and I, I do that because... 2020 absolutely sucked and I think it did for a lot of people and I think a lot of people are probably out there scared to seek help and there's a lot of people that are scared of you know oh I don't I shouldn't go to therapy I'm not depressed I'm not anxious you know vice versa you don't have to be any of those things if you just feel a little bit flat or you just feel like sometimes you know life gets you down a bit too easier than it should then it's something you should seek out. And there's so many people that are a part of my life or used to be a part of my life that I definitely think um, need to seek therapy. But um, what I was going to say is that you talk about 75000 a year. Look, therapy costs a lot of money. Like, seeing a psychologist costs a lot of money a lot of the time. Yeah. So... That is like, you are technically buying happiness. Like, it might not work for you, but it works for a lot of people, including myself. Like, I've seen a a couple of therapists over time. Just at times where I just, like, thought, you know what, sometimes I've been genuinely, like, quite literally depressed or really anxious, and those times I definitely, like... I I wasn't doing it just for happiness. I was doing it because my life generally, generally, uh, in general, felt quite a bit miserable. But at the moment, like, I started because I just thought 2020 sucked. You know, like, a lot of personal things happened in my life. COVID was terrible. 
a lot of things happened because of COVID. Um, I came out of a relationship. I lost a lot of friends. Um, online uni was terrible. Just like, I had all these negative things, negative thoughts about 2020. I was like, if I don't get therapy about for this now, I'm just going to be left with trauma. So yeah, I think there is elements of buying happiness, which technically like is true. You can buy happiness, but maybe to not the extent in which you would like to be, um, you would like to be happy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, like what is money? <laughs> It, well, exactly. it can be so materialistic past a certain point. I mean, past the point where, like, past the point where you're, um, um, sorry, uh, past, past where it's like you're, you're earning an, enough to live and be comfortable living then at that point, it's just excess, right? Like, think of the billionaires and millionaires out there. What do they do with this money? I, I always wonder that. Absolutely. And they've got billions a lot of the, the time. The thing is, as well, when they die, and, you know, it's a fact we are all going to put a damper on the mood, but uh, you can't take that with you. That's it. That's it. Um, And that's a great point to um lead into. Um, When I was overseas, there was this night out and... um. I was, I was, I didn't go out that night because I wanted to save money. And, um, one of the best things I actually took from Europe, one of the best life advice was that this guy told me that night, and I should have just listened to him. He said, what, are you going to take money to the grave? Because I was like, no, I don't want to come out. I want to save money. And he was so right. Like, you can't take money to the grave. It doesn't, you know. And I'm not saying spend all your money and be poor and then just... Because that's just going to make you miserable. But yeah. if you're all these billionaires and millionaires... And don't get me wrong, I am someone who is pro, you know, pro-entrepreneurship and pro-self-success. Like, I I love when I see figures like Elon Musk strive because I'm like, you have built yourself up and become one of the most successful people in the world. Like, congratulations to you. Like, that is awesome. But at the end of the day, what's this dude going to do with the billions of dollars he has? I mean, to to be fair, he, he's living quite mi- minimalistic now, I think, Elon Musk. I think he, like, sold his house and all his, like, cars, and he's, like, living in an apartment to try and be, like, he's minimalistic. Like, I don't know. But there's plenty of billionaires out there and celebrities that I enjoy listening to or enjoy watching or... You know, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. we could, we could, you know, do a lot with that money. But anyway, it's, it's an interesting, um, point of view. And, um, there's, um, I, I want to bring up the point. Do you think happiness comes from making others feel good rather than ourselves? Because at the end of the day, like we've just been talking about, um, a lot of cases are, like we've just been saying, people get rich, win the lotto, and they have, like, they just feel more depressed than before winning the lotto. So do you think that, you know, happiness can come, happiness truly comes from our, um, from helping others instead of um, ourselves? Uh, well, this brings me to time when I was working before, um, and a customer had come in and they were looking for their order, and at the time, whoever they asked first, um, they weren't able to find her. Now, I saw that this customer had their daughter with them, and she could have only been about five or six, and I said to myself, you know, I don't want that child to go home. If that was my child, whatever that's been ordered, they don't have. So I went I made... It's my mission to go above and beyond to find this for them. And at the end of the day, I did, and they went home with a smile on their face, and I thought, well, that's my good deed done for today. And for me, that was a priceless feeling. Okay, it didn't mean much to me, you know, it wasn't for me, but they went home, they had that whatever they ordered, I made them happy. So for me, that was priceless. Yeah, I agree. It's such It's such a happy and amazing feeling in yourself when you do something that another person um, you know, 
gets a kick out of. Like it's such like it's such such an awesome feeling, like just making someone else happy. So um yeah, it's it's real interesting because I think in, in, inevitably like it's making you happy at the same time when you're um when you make someone else happy it makes you happy for making them happy. Yeah, absolutely. But um yeah, I I think um it, do you, do you think there's any like myths about happiness? We've sort of spoken about financially like if you're going to you're going to be happy if you're rich and successful. But um do you think there's any other sort of myths about happiness? Well, I mean like you said we spoke about financial that's one of the main ones and and you know people do say you know money can buy you this happiness. Uh I'm not sure. I mean there's 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 so many different ways that you can be happy. Um, I mean, there's so many myths. There, there, there probably isn't enough time to talk, to talk about them all. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the main one I draw to is is financial, really. Yeah. No. Um. I just thought of another one before, and um, I, I want to bring this one up, and then I'll I'll tell you a little bit of a story, and I'll I'll ask you the same. So while I speak, have a think about this question, and this question is, um. What is what is going to make you happy in life? Like, what is your life goal? Like, and in turn, like this life goal, or maybe not, maybe not even what is your life goal, but what do you think would make you happy personally in life? Um, but anyway, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you mine. So have a think about what yours is. But um, I want to say that another myth is that I'll be happy when I'm married to the right person. Mhm, absolutely. Yeah, so now that's probably a myth and I'm about to be a hypocrite because if I'm honest, what I want in life and what I think is going to be hap- make me happy at the end of the day is um finding the right person, um settling down with that person, um marrying that person, having kids with that person is what happiness means to me. That is how I will achieve happiness, finding the right person. And, like, I've been in some... Like, I've been in a few relationships, and I would only say that two of them were, um, like, I, I'd fallen in love with the person, and, like, there was great, great times about those relationships, and there was also terrible times. So I, I totally get why it's a myth that finding the right person is going to make you happy because I know that sometimes the right person can also be the wrong person and it's not always smooth sailing. But, um, yeah, in, in all honesty, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think is happiness for me and what I think is going to make me happy and that life goal of mine. Um, and also, I think, breaching off that, is also being financially secure. So not rich, but just, you know, earning enough money to support my family and, you know, raising kids and making sure that they have money, well, not money necessarily, but just enough financial support and not just financial support, but also loving support and care. So, um, yeah, that's that's honestly what I think is going to make me happy. But... um. As I said, it's also like it's also a myth of happiness. I mean, finding the right person isn't gonna make you happy. So it's it's interesting. I can understand both because I know that that's not just single-handedly gonna make me happy. I've been in loving relationships before and been pretty rubbish at times and throughout long extended periods that had not been happy with myself um, or happy with my life. I'd become codependent on that person, like these people that were, you know, I was in a relationship with. So, you know, I think as well, like even if I do have all these great things like a wife and kids, it's not at the end of the day, ultimately that might not be enough to make someone truly by definition happy. So yeah, um, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? And then if you want to um, tell me what you define as what you would would make you happy 
Yeah, I can completely see where you're coming from. You know, for some people, like you said, even having a wife, kids, beautiful home, uh, a good job where it pays you well, that's not enough. And you've you got to ask yourself um, or think about what is enough? What is going to be enough for me? Um, I mean, as far as my life goal is, and I've thought about this for a while, I don't think you'll ever, or I'll ever even, reached an answer, a known answer for definite, definite, but it's similar to what you said, you know, have, a, have a, a, you know, marry a beautiful woman, have beautiful children, have a nice house, a nice job, but the main thing for me is making a change. When I'm not here, I, I want people to see my kids and like my grandchildren and say, well, look, 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 it's Belent's son or it's Belent's daughter. I, I want to make that much of a change so even when I'm not here people still remember me and they remember me through the eyes of my children and my grandchildren so that's one of the main things for me making a change and I mean, obviously I'm not saying be like a big superstar because I, I'm, I'm, I'd rather be modest but yeah people to look at look, look at my child and say that's Balance kid and say wow you know yeah I like that and I think as well like this world the population is so large now there's like I don't know, it'd be close to 8 billion by now, surely. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure what it is, to be honest, but it, it's it's growing harder and harder to make a change in this world. But I think if you can just make a small change or just, you know, inspire a generation, I suppose. Like, I, I look up to my parents and I, I look up to my grandparents as well. I, I see parts of my extended par- um, my extended family that... I look up to as well, and um, those things I won't forget, and I think um, that would probably bring them a bit of happiness, and um, it definitely brings me joy, and it definitely makes me feel happy that I've learnt from them, and I'll always carry that, and I would love to, you know, pass things down to my kids and my grandkids, and um, like you said, kind of bring a change. Just make people feel happy because ultimately if you've changed someone's life for the better and they have positive feelings about you and how they feel about you, then that's a really good feeling as well. And that's something you can kind of die with. You can die on that hill knowing, you know, I have been the best person I could possibly be. And honestly, I haven't at like, times in my life I obviously have not been the best person um I've done a lot particularly this year but I've, I've tried over the last few years and then I've got some things absolutely wrong um I've got some relationships both romantically and friendships really wrong and there's elements of that that I own up to and I go you know what I was dumb I'm and I, I I'd sit and I'd I'd I, I, I had sat back and thought, you know, I'm not a good person. Why, like, you know, I don't deserve love, I don't deserve this and that, but, you know, you do, you always do, and as long as you recognise that you are in the wrong at times and you strive for improvement, and like yeah. I said, I'm I'm not a god, I'm, you know, I've done some bad stuff before and I've made some people unhappy and I've been manipulative and I've I've been toxic in friendships and relationships, but... If you can strive to be better and strive to improve aspects of yourself, then that can be a really good thing. And I've I've done a lot just this year in trying to become a better person, if I'm honest. So, um, and in turn, that links directly to happiness because I am having actually a really good 2021, and that's because I'm focusing on myself and nothing else. I'm not worried about relationships. I'm not even worried about friendships. I'm just solely focused on my journey and improving who I can be and it's so good like you just get the benefits and you know I'm not saying that I'm having an amazing year but it's a lot better than 2020 and it's it's good and I'm on the right path so yeah there's definitely a thing for making a change in other people's lives and it's definitely something I I would agree with that um you want to strive for, for so yeah, um, probably a Good. couple. I, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I am. 
Well, thank you. Um, and are you like, uh, like how's how's it going for you guys? Obviously, um, we've got it pretty good over here, so I can sit back and say how life's good. <laughs> but that's that's because I've got a lot more freedoms now. But um, obviously, different part of the world for you guys. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it is. Things starting to open up again, and you can start to meet up with your friends and so on. And I have missed that, but. You know the, these lockdowns and so on is is giving me time to think about myself, who I am, should I change, uh, who I am, and yeah, yeah. I think I'm in a, I'm in a good place. You know, like you like you said before, I had a was in a relationship before, which was something I rushed into. It was silly. I look back and uh, I don't you don't regret it. You shouldn't have any regrets. It was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm learning from it, and I've, I have learned from it. You live and learn, and you make sure you don't make the same mistake again. That's all part of life, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I think so, and I, I think it's important to um, recognize that you know, not to be dependent on someone else. Um, Absolutely, I've, str- I've struggled a lot with that. Um, first time I fell in love, like, was when I was um, seventeen. I've spoken to a lot of people about this, and um, I, I'd been through a couple of smaller relationships before. I'd even dated someone for almost a year before, but I was just younger, and I didn't really know what love was. And then I dated this girl from 17 to 18, so dated for 11 months again. And um, that was like such a shock to me when that it was over, because just the emotions and just wow, like, I was so codependent on this person that when that ended, I was like, shit, like, my life is over. Like, I was really depressed. Like, I was speaking earlier about, like, being, having depressed parts, depressing stages in my life. This was definitely one of them. Um, it took me a long time to get over that. Um, that ended in April 2017, and honestly, I didn't get over that fully until September 2018 when I went over to Europe. So it took me longer than the relationship to actually get over. Um, And then I got into another long-term one in January 2019 for 18 months. That ended in, I think, September last year. Um, And it's not that, like, and I love that person more, even more than the first person, but it's been a lot easier to get over because I'd recognized, you know, not to be so codependent and, even though I'm still struggling with codependence a little bit and whatnot, I think um, just focusing on yourself can is ultimately what can make you happy. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, now, before we finish off, yeah, I want to I ask, um, how, how do you be happy? How, how, how to be happy? Oh, we've spoken about how to attain it, I suppose, but, like, is there any sort of, tips what sort of tips do you kind of have i mean i'll start with a few obviously you want to like conquer negative thinking um and i know i've read modules and stuff from psychology like i don't do any psychology units but just have read up on this before and um they do say don't try to stop negative thoughts if you tell yourself I have to stop thinking about this, it only thinks it only makes you think about it more. I don't know if you've had that before, if you've had intrusive thoughts and stuff like that where you just can't get them out of your head. You know, it's like it's like if I told you a song, if I said, Hey, Gandam Style by Psy, we all know that song. I don't know why that yeah. came into my head. <laughs> but if I said to you, Okay, don't think about that You're thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I am. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. don't try to suppress negative thoughts. Um, no. Just let them be and let them flow. Um, another tip I think to be happy is to treat yourself like a friend. Because like we've been saying about making yourself happier by um, uh, treating others, uh, making others happy. I mean, if you treat yourself like you're a friend, then, you know... I think um, you can get a lot out of that. And then there's a lot of things, you know, like controlled breathing, just taking a bit of time out of your day to just kind of live in the moment, just do a bit of heavy, uh, deep breathing, meditating sort of, 
not the really lame stuff. You don't even have to put on headphones or anything. Just do a couple of deep breaths here and there. But uh, yeah, that, that's a couple of tips of how I think um, how you can be happy. Um, exercise as well. That's obviously a big thing. But uh, definitely. What type of tips do you have? Well, leading off what you just said, um, after my first relationship ended, uh, I started exercising a lot more than I had ever done before. You know, I started going to the gym, I started going running, and it made me feel better. I wasn't doing it to try and get get ripped or whatever. I was just doing it mentally, physically. You know, trying to that was my way of finding happiness. Just so, just uh, off what you said, and another thing, you do the things that you love. Um, you might have touched on it already. Um, so maybe you can't go on a holiday every year, but as long as you get to do something you love every now and then, you will find great happiness. Yeah, Definitely. and um, yeah, I, I think as well. I, I've this is something I want to talk about in another podcast about disappointment. But um, I'll talk a little bit about it now because I think life's full of disappointments. But um, it's how you react to those disappointments, I think. Um, I was actually talking to my psychologist about this, so I won't delve too much, too deep into it now. But um, like it can be, life can be disappointing. Um, but uh, if you, yeah, like I said, you, you just got to be able to overcome those disappointments. How you react. So, for example, I was meant to go to South America or Central America last year. Um, I never planned anything or booked anything. Like, I did plan it, but I didn't book anything. I was going to go with my then-girlfriend. Um, and I always wanted to do, like, a continent every two years. Now, since COVID, obviously, that's not a possibility anymore. So here I am, and um, that's not happening. And I'm sitting end of last year going, what do I do? Like, this sucked. Like, I missed out on traveling. I was meant to go overseas and this is, you know, I'd just come out of a relationship at this point as well. And I was like, this just sucks. Like, I I really wanted something to look forward to and I can't go overseas and it won't be a very long time. So then I was like to a couple of mates, um, let's go on a little holiday. So I went away for a few days and I just went down the coast. Only for like two nights, but, you know, it's... It was fun and it was enjoyable and um, like you said, you can't always go on holidays and that's exactly what that was. I couldn't go to where I necessarily wanted to go, but I still had a great time for a couple of days and treated myself. So, you know, sometimes you just got to adapt to life and enjoy what you can, I suppose. Make the most of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things I learned from 2020 is that, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for my life and what's presented to me and the opportunities I have and what's in front of me. And there's a lot of people out there that are a lot less fortunate than me. And I'm sure you feel, feel the same. No, definitely. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up or any, possible questions that we could delve into before we wrap things up I guess the final point I wanted to make um, is just a tip really and I'm sure you've, you've touched on it and thought about it as well uh, it's pushing yourself not others um, and it's about the independence like you said it is easy to feel that someone else is responsible for your fulfilment but the reality is that really you're in charge once you realise that you, then you've got the power to get where you want to go. So you start blaming yourself and saying, oh, well, it's not fair, it's not this, it's not that. And then you'll find the answers you're looking for so much sooner. You push yourself and not push others. I actually love that because, um, yeah, and obviously you don't want to be, like, beating yourself up, right? And I know that that's not what you mean. But um, Mm. that is definitely a thing. I mean, blaming other people gets you nowhere, right? Like... I'm not going to talk I'm not going to talk about specific people that have blamed me for things before and what not like you know obviously I've had friends and people in my life and you know very significant people to me that have often blamed me for things and honestly like yes yeah, sometimes someone else is at some fault but 
you got to turn to yourself first. And in my opinion, like, look at what, what you can do. What can I improve? Because at the end of the day, you can't control other people, right? No. no. I always, I always say to my dad, like, hey, um, like, oh, you made me upset or you made me angry. And he always goes, I don't make you feel anything. And it's actually so true though, because it's like, no one else can actually make you feel any way. Like, technically, you chose to be that way. Like, you know, if someone, like, if someone slaps you, in the cheek, on the cheek, like, out of anger. Obviously, that's going to make you feel angry and upset, right? But at the end of the day, like, I am my own person and it's actually how I respond and react, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so much more that we could probably talk about on, on this, but, um, probably wrap it up because I have to go to bed and, Make sure this is uploaded. But um, thanks for joining me, Belent. Um, anything, any final points before I wrap things up? Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you, uh, I've come on and, and talked about it, and hopefully I, I'll come on again some other time. Oh, yeah, and, I'll love uh, that. Also, wanted to say congratulations. Watford got promoted to the Premier League hey, again. So, hey, uh, let's go! How good is that? That is amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I was gonna bring that up actually. I was gonna say, poor Cardiff, mate. Not the best season. Uh, I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> look at Barnsley. They finished twenty-first in the championship last season, and now they're sixth in the playoffs. So, you know, it's it's a, it's it's a it's a, an interesting competition, the championship. But no, I am absolutely buzzing, and it's it's awesome and. I would love nothing more than Cardiff and Swansea to both come up someday and we see the the Welsh derby in the uh the Premier League. Yeah, that would be something. It's I mean I know it's it's alright in the championship, but it's it's something else when it's Premier League, but um we we might have to wait a little bit longer for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but uh no, um yeah, I I'd I'd love for you to come back on again. Um and yeah, if you have a topic, let me know. I'm always gonna reply. I'm pretty good at replying to people, actually. I have noticed that. I'm really good at, well, on Instagram and Snapchat. On Facebook, maybe not as good. I, I sometimes ignore people on Facebook, but Snapchat and Instagram, always reply, always open my messages. Like, I don't know why, I just, it just annoys me if I see that there's notifications there. Um, but Facebook, I just don't care, so I don't know why that's a thing. <laughs> um, do you want a little plug on your Instagram? Um, it's Belent Badir, uh, isn't it? Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Yes, so that is B-U-L-E-N-T-B-E-D-I-R. I will tag you. I'll tag you in all of the social media stuff I put up for this anyway. But, um... Okay. Thanks for joining me, and just a couple more things. Um, I'll probably I'll probably upload this on YouTube as well. So I it's it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on those platforms. I'm gonna upload this on YouTube as well as the first episode, so you can um you can subscribe to me on there as well. And if you prefer watching the podcast, I don't know why you would want to. Just <laughs> but maybe that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm someone who listens to podcasts, and I, I don't need the visual thing. But apparently, some people just prefer watching YouTube videos. So, yep, whatever. If you want to do that, please feel free. Just make sure to subscribe. Ah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably back again with Charlie. Um, with another topic. Um. And what else? I did have a couple of other things. So, yeah, subscribe on all those platforms. Oh, yeah, and an Instagram page is hoping to be um, in the making. I'm I'm probably going to make an Instagram account soon. Charlie and I spoke about it uh, last time I saw him, but I might just wait a couple more weeks until I just build... I was, I was thinking maybe when, like, an episode hits 200 downloads slash listens that's when i'll make the instagram account but uh charlie thought that'd be a good idea to submit questions on and stuff 
But, uh, yeah, and if you're listening and you want to join the podcast, please message me. Um, I have a lot of people interested, but in saying that, I had, like, four or five people lined up for this podcast, and they all pulled out. And thankfully, Belen pulled through, so I just want to say a big thank you once again to you, Belen, for, um, for coming on last minute. Don't mention it. I, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, and I also... Uh, last thing, uh, I got a new, a, a, a cover for the podcast. Um, Laura messaged me the other day. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to this, Laura, but, um, I'm just gonna shout her out. That's, um, on her Instagram is at L-A-U-X-B-E-A-R. Um, and she was basically just bored. <laughs> and she said, what are the themes of your podcast? And I was like, uh, I told her, and I was like, why are you asking me this? Um, cause, um, and she, she said, oh, I was thinking about drawing you a new co- cover for the podcast, and she drew me a, a podcast cover, so you're probably seeing this if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're seeing the podcast, um, drawn up by Laura, so make sure to follow Laura, um, because I'm grateful for people helping me out, even in the smallest ways, um, so, awesome. Thank you again for listening. And, um, Blent, do you have any final words to finish up on before I close this off for real? Uh, just make sure that you, uh, download this and share it with all your friends because, uh, where I think it's, it's got a lot of potential to go somewhere. So, yeah, as, as many friends as you want to tell, make sure you do. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram too, if you don't already. I'm sure you do though. You probably know who I am, but that's, um, at e.ly.maynard until I get the uh, actual Zero Barriers podcast Instagram account up. But anyway, thank you again, Belent, and uh, episode three will be out in a couple weeks' time, probably back with Charlie, um, as long as Charlie doesn't pull a sneaky on me like everyone else. Okay, thank you guys. Take care.